0: Hello, 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 and welcome, everybody. It's Mike Stewart, the Wacky Internet Audio and Video Guy. And here I am coming to you live from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, and I am excited today to tell you about my guest. And we're going to be talking about monetizing audio and podcasts. So I'm letting people get in their seats. I see people are getting in their seats right now. Uh, you are at Mike Stewart.live. That's right. Uh that's where I uh, I want you to go back and binge watch the shows, I want you to subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast and it's all brought to you by uh brought to you by me. Some of the things that uh, we talk about uh is dot live secrets and uh domain's your control. That's our sponsors, uh but we love to give great content, have great guests to answer your questions about making money online with audio and video. So I'm going to quit rambling. I want to tell you about a guy I met I bet it was 2003 or four. So it's going to been at least 16, 17 years ago. And, um, I was living in Atlanta at the time and I was in Cleveland, Ohio at an internet marketing seminar called the system seminar. And I was actually the audio engineer at that seminar. And there was a lot of people who have been friends of mine since that day. Uh, Tracy Childers, Rick Raditz, Armin Morin, and this guy, David Hooper. Now, David, You can see there with the little red arrow if you're watching. Now, if you're on the podcast here, you can't see David. So that's a reason to go watch the live stream. But more importantly, that's David. He's a a big part of the Nashville podcast. When I moved to Nashville and I remembered that David lived here, we reconnected after years and years of knowing each other. And, of course, I found out more and more about what David. David is a major big-time monetization guy of audio. I mean, and some of the things he does, he's a podcaster. He's got several podcasts. Uh, he's here. Um, oh, there's Armin. I didn't mean to click that. Um, he's on Lightning 100 here with Music Business Radio. Uh, David is just a talented, knowledgeable uh, expert when it comes to uh, doing high-end podcasts. And of course, one of the things that I love, he is the author of of big podcast. You need to go and we'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, but Hey, this is all you got to do is go to Amazon and search big podcast, David Hooper, those four words. Uh, remember Amazon is a search engine and David wrote the most amazing book on about growing your audience, building loyal listeners, uh, building a show, you know, it's one thing to be able to technically build a show. It's another thing to make the show make money. And one of the things that I shared with David is how we make money with our pest control podcast, which he actually did a chapter in the book about me. So if for, for anybody that, that follows me, you got to get this book to check out, uh, what David said about me, if nothing else. But more importantly, this is one of the most, uh, incredible books on how to make a business out of podcasting. So, without any further ado, I'm going to have my friend and my colleague David Hooper come to the screen here. There's David in his studio. Hey, it's not David, pretty. Glad to have you, buddy. It's not
1: pretty. Yeah, this is a closet that I have. I just have an extra closet and put it full of foam, and here I am. Well, you I'm know, never supposed to be seen. By the way, Mike, this may be the first time it's been seen. You can see the old webcam. <laughs>
0: That's okay. Hey, you know, I'm just tickled. Well, you're, you know what? Seeing you because, you know, with all this crazy COVID stuff and, and, and being concerned about the pandemic, you know, people are scared even to, we live within 15 miles of each other now. Um, yeah. and coming from Atlanta, that's a neighbor. <laughs> so, <laughs> And uh, and and so um, uh, I've been here in Nashville and it was so good to reconnect to you. And I was loving being a part of the Nashville Podcasters, which is Nashville Podcasters dot com. But uh, it was so good to reconnect with you and find out all the things you're doing. And I, and I was really shocked the day we went and had lunch. I guess it's been over three and a half, maybe four years ago when I, when I first moved here, he was one of the first people I said, Oh my gosh, David Hooper lives here. I got to find him. I got to make, make sure that we reconnect. And, you know, and I, I remember you had a business that was dealing with musicians and helping musicians learn how to make more money playing and their websites. And that's how we originally connected. And then you said, Hey, you know, I'm focusing on podcasting and I didn't know you were doing radio at the time. I mean, but you know, you're a local. Uh, radio interviewer and, and you've got so many high end, um, professional strategies and techniques and talents that I want you to discuss and, and talk about. Cause you and I, I'll be first to admit, I'm Mr. I may be Mr. Sloppy when it comes to production <laughs> techniques. Uh, I don't do a lot of editing. Um, I don't do, you know, I try to have my room sound good, but I mean, look, look at what guys that are watching this. Um, uh, you know, if we got folks here. You know, see, David has all of the, the, uh, what we call our, used to call it RLX. I don't know if that's RLX or sonex padding. I've got some and,
1: RLX here. Yeah. But yeah, uh, sound treatment. That's
0: yeah. So, but sound treatment. About, yeah. Yep. And, and that's because David, uh, since I got involved with the Nashville podcasters, is a big proponent of making really, uh, high quality, high end, uh, podcasts. And, and folks, there's nothing in the world wrong with that. But you know what? Uh, if you're not doing anything, um, it's better to do it, uh, quickly and easily so that you get in the habit of doing it. I know how to do, you know, some higher end things. Uh, but because of time and because my market, uh, especially with pest control, Hey, there's nobody doing what we're doing in pest control. So, so we can keep the bar a little lower that makes it go faster. But David, thank you for being a part of this this morning. Uh, folks, uh, what I want you to do is, is put your questions in the comment box so that when we get to the questions area, but tell me things that you're doing that turns your love of creativity with podcasting and professional audio. Well, how does that turn into a business for you? How does that make you money?
1: Well, let's go way back. Let's go back to 2003 when I met you in Cleveland. So I was a marketing guy working in the music industry. I've always been used to doing audio and making money with audio, but it was just music met you. You were doing a lot of jingles. You were doing a lot of online audio. You're really one of the guys that got me online as far as my audio goes, because you had some different products there. You had some different equipment you could hook up to your computer. I said, wow, this is great. I used to go into a studio with a reel to reel tape. And when we would edit, we would take a knife and slice it. And you showed me about digital editing and that kind of thing. I said, oh, this is great. So I'm going to, take some of the knowledge that I've got, do more audio online. And that was a lot of it because of you. And then as podcasting became a thing, I found out that it was a way that other people had uh, access to. It wasn't just us. It wasn't just the audio nerds. And I thought, well, I'm going to take my, um, a midlife crisis, let's say with the music industry, right? Hit 40 years old. Man, I've been doing it 25 years. I I don't know if I really want to do it so much anymore. And, uh, bring in other other types of businesses but to answer your question how do you make money i think you hit on it uh mike it's going to be good content that's going to be valuable to people and the thing that you're doing with pest control and the thing you're doing with being live here it's, it's having that connection with people it doesn't have to be perfect at the same time, if you can have it a little bit more polished, and I'm not making a criticism of you. Oh, that's I think okay. You're pretty, you're pretty smooth I'm, on the mic, but I mean, if you can, if you can polish it just a little bit, let's make it 10 percent better than that other guy who's just getting on YouTube. And if you look at like what Mike is doing, this is like a studio. I've actually never done this, uh, uh live. What's it
0: called, Mike? This is Streamyard. Streamyard. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so and, got- and basically, you know, one of the things that's really good for podcasters with Streamyard. Is that it, it is a very inexpensive, um, capture system. In other words, the quality of your microphone I can hear over my speakers and the quality yeah. of the quietness of your room, uh, I'm capturing really pretty, pretty pristine audio. So you can actually use StreamYard to record multiple, uh, you can have up to 10 people in a room and you can bring them in and out and mute their microphones as the host. So, yeah. uh, so it's, it's, a great, it's a great tool if you didn't even use the video aspect of it. Well, or but- you
1: could have a producer probably, right? So you could be a host, I could be a co-host with you, and then you've got a third person in there. And that's doable. Mike, you and I have probably seen this a lot in the music industry. I've been on sessions where they'll pull up a big recording truck to a live performance. And if you've ever been in that recording truck with the video and audio, mm-hmm. there's some guy in there, all right, camera three, go here, go to the guitar player. They know what's happening on the set, and they'll do a rough mix of it. And yeah. uh, uh, that's not unlike what you're doing here. So you can be pretty slick right now with the tools we've got and StreamYard being just a few bucks a month. I mean, it's a, when you and I started this, well, definitely when you started, because you were the guy who got me into it, but it was probably a minimum of, I don't know, 1500 bucks to get going. And that's yeah. not oh. that much money. But now, well, this is a pretty expensive mic, but you could get going for about 60 bucks as far as a mic into the computer. StreamYard is however much it is. And everybody's yeah. got a built in webcam, some people better than others mine is not as right, right. Not as, and, rich as you but but it gets the job done you know
0: no no i mean the the thing that that uh, that i I love about this is that you know I was teaching um you know audio and video production for newbies for people who who were just intimidated by the camera intimidated by the microphone in fact that's one of the things that that uh that fortunately you and i um uh, don't have this, uh, roadblock, but I mean, you know, you, you and I, I, we've proven it and I've proven it with other people over the years. When, when I'm passionate about something, you know, I have to shut myself up. I can talk forever. And, um, you know, I may have some, uh, oohs and ums there, but I try to make it exciting, enthusiastic, and, and conversational and people struggle with that. And, and that's why, uh, you know, just making yourself do it and and not try to be perfect at first will at least get you in the content marketing direction, and that's what this does. Um, well, look, yeah, am, and let's
1: talk about that for a second, that might because that right there to me is I think it's tougher than the tech element. The tech element, pretty easy now thanks to things like StreamYard. Or you hire somebody like you, you're going to get them set up, and and when. I was starting there in 2003, getting my audio online, not with podcasting, but just even a simple web message via a website, audio message via a website. You were the guy that I called. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, why is this volume so low, Mike? Why I, can't, I, can't, I, couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to, you know, and that was a guy with experience, right? But to be able to deliver a message in a comp- compassionate way, to we didn't prep for this at all, which is sort of obvious maybe, until you do it and you see what, if you didn't have the experience that we've had, you couldn't get through it at all. you be, um, uh, okay, Mike, what are we going to talk about? Uh, can't get the camera, can't get the audio. I basically got on five minutes before we went on and we're able to do it. Oh, and you've cool. got an idea of what you want to do. And I've got the ability to follow you.
0: Well, you know, the, the, in my mind, I know what my audience wants to know. In fact, we're beginning to get a few questions. We're going to go, go to a few questions here in a few moments. But, uh, you know, here's what I learned about you and I want to share with my folks and I want you to elaborate a little bit on. Uh, You're very talented at interviewing Uh, your book. And in fact, uh, what's the name of the podcast that you're doing that's helping people with podcasting? What's that URL? Let me throw that out there.
1: So if you go to podcast.bigpodcast.com, that's the Easiest way, or just bigpodcast.com. Either way, you pick. But podcast.bigpodcast.com. Well,
0: the, uh, uh, the one that you and Jeff are on right now that, that you did the...
1: And you're on? Yeah. Okay. So that one's called Podcast Profits. And just do a search for that. I don't think I've even got that on the Big Podcast site yet. But uh, if you search for Podcast Profits, it's called Make Money and More with Your Podcast. And that is...
0: Uh, this is what David is doing. and And if you want to hear a guy who really put a great show together and, and how good it sounds and the editing Uh go to pot. You know, one of the things I shared with David, he put out an email because I'm on his email list. And he said, Hey, does anybody have a podcast story? And I, t- I and I don't know if I've ever told these guys, my uh, podcast story, which um uh I want you to go to podcast profits and listen to the episode that I'm a guest on. Um And Jeff and, And David, I listened to that whole podcast. It was that whole series. My gosh, it's gold for people who are just podcasting. So uh, I'm sharing the URL here: podcastprofits.com. Check it out with David Hooper and Jeff Sanders, two two Nashville guys that are. uh, Well, I believe Jeff is a full time podcaster. That's his only.
1: Yeah, Jeff. uh, Jeff has a great podcast called Five AM Miracle. It's a time management podcast and millions and millions of downloads. And we connected i said all right i want to get somebody who's not in the marketing space uh and he's organized obviously it's a time management guy so let's do this thing yeah we did and we've actually got another one coming we have gotten so much unbelievable info from a lot of people one of them bill Bill como you set me up with a great musician and producer named bill como i talked to him for two hours so we talk about interviewing we can dive deep into that if you want to to talk about getting the story out of people what you'll hear from him in the final product is maybe, let's say, five, ten minutes. But it was at least two hours that I spent on the line with him because he, uh, he kept going. He has great stories. And I wouldn't. This is
0: this is one of the things that I have loved about moving to Nashville, David, is there's just there's just so many people with so many magical stories in the music, audio recording. I mean, this this is the town that gave birth to uh, uh, the, not just the country, but a big music recording industry. I mean, there was a point in the thirties, there were no studios here, none.
1: Well, and and let me tell you the the reason we are music city, people don't know this, but WSM, the radio station, because we had a huge radio station here that would go, it's it's a literal clear channel. It goes all over, uh, not just the country, but it goes to Canada. It goes to uh, the Bahamas. And that's why some of that music has been affected by country because we had media here, which is what we've got with podcasting. That's one of the reasons we're music city USA. Uh,
0: and and by the way, uh, I don't know if you've seen the Ken Burns country music um, documentary, but I watched all eight, uh, two hours, 16 hours of content yeah. and, and they, they left out stuff. I mean, it yeah. just shows you what yeah. a magical place this is. But anyway, let's sure. get, let's get back to um, for. Folks like you and Jeff Sanders podcast, you know, how are you making that a business?
1: Uh, well, I'm a marketing guy and always have been. So when I was in the music industry, my company is called musicmarketing.com, which I actually let go of. If you can believe it uh, no, yesterday.
0: No, you didn't. <laughs> yesterday,
1: I am fully out of it. Yeah. After um, I started in 95 when I was still in college. So it's uh-huh. it's been a bit. But um yeah, and I, mean, I was—I mean, I've always been the behind-the-scenes guy. I was a musician too for a while, but you can relate to this, Mike. Being on stage—I mean, it puts you at a very vulnerable position, and you're you're singing your heart out, and you know it. Just, I just wanted this place that was quiet and smoke-free. Uh, but I was good at marketing. I was always the marketing guy in my band, and that's how I got in it. And I've done the same thing with podcast. I'm a messaging guy. I know how to take your message. I know how to put a handle on it to polish the rough edges and make it so people will be able to consume it and they will like it. I know how to distribute it. And podcasting, I think, is the way we're doing that now. It's not unlike when independent records came along. I mean, they've always been here, Mike. You know that because you've been involved with a lot of them. But probably 15, 20 years ago, when we figured out the distribution, independent was where it was at with uh, you know the music industry. And, and home recording was where it's at. We have all those things. It's the same business I've always been in. It's just not music. It's people like you, Mike, like anybody listening that has a message to spread and how to get that message out. And that's that's how the money is made. It's not. I'm not really a tech guy. I'm not a production guy. I'm a marketing person, and I get your message out. I help you grow an audience. I help people care about what you're doing. Help you make money with it by talking about things like
0: this. Okay. Um. And 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 like I said, I invite you. To listen to David, because, you know, you're going to hear another spectrum of uh, of interviewing approach. You know, one of the things that people struggle with is, you know, you know, what do I say? Well, you know, one of the easiest things to do is, you know, write down some questions, you know, build a relationship, a good relationship with somebody who has the answers and interview them. And, and of course you had, I remember at some, you know, I really missed the Nashville podcaster sessions. I can't wait till we can do that again. I mean, I, I I'm an old dog and I love learning new tricks and I, I love hearing other perspectives yeah. of what people did. And, and some of the interview th- tips that I've heard from others and yourself, Uh once you share about that, some of the things that you okay. do to get a good interview.
1: You, you know what? I've got two things for you. And one of them, if you don't know what to say by yourself, I can help you there. And if you don't know what to say interviewing other people, I can help you there. And it's the same URL. So if you go to bigpodcast.com slash subscribe, I've got a 30-day podcast series. It's limited edition. It's called Podcast Interviewing School. It's going to help you become a better interviewer. The other one is called the 30-Day Solo Podcast Challenge. And if you're interested in this, I'll be doing it this year, Mike. I encourage you to do it. There's something called Napod Pomo, which is the National Podcast Post Month. It's a funny name, and basically, what it is is 30 episodes in 30 days. This could be considered an episode. You could go live on YouTube, Facebook. You could record it and edit it. You could do whatever you want, but I will guide you through that process. That's at BigPodcast.com/slash subscribe. I'll tell you what to say. Say do a duo podcast about this. Day one, day two, do a podcast about this. You'll figure it out as you go. You know this, Mike. I don't think you and I have ever been short for words when we see each other. No, somebody's got to pull us apart. (laughs) They kick us out of the building at Nashville Podcasters because we've known a lot. Uh, You know, we we've known each other a long time, but. We've also uh we've got commonalities and we can go off on certain topics music or recording or even podcasting. It was interesting that you got into that space as well as i did so
0: well you know one one of the things that i recognized um i mean i have a the music connection in fact, one of the things I've done is uh i i've um i'm supposedly semi retired and uh <laughs> so am I. Yeah. Yeah. Retired to me is if I hate it, I can say no. And if I love it, um, then, then I, I don't even look at the clock. Like I, I, I'm not looking at the clock now because I'm having so much fun talking to you. I got to have you back a second time. Otherwise we'll go four hours. Um, so I'm not going to do that to you. Uh, but people are saying, I'm getting all kinds of comments. I mean, let me tell you something. I got to share some, some of my musician friends. When I came to Nashville and I'm not going to name names, but I asked, a an A&R guy. I said, why aren't your artists podcasting on a regular scheduled basis? <clears throat> and David, I'm going to tell you what he a- what the uh, response was. What's a podcast. <laughs> yeah. And what I mean, w- what frustrates that man with the, when I saw podcasting in 2005, when David uh, Michael Gohegan called me off my website because I was the internet audio guy, and he said, "Can you help me with podcasting?" And I said, "That what's podcasting?" And he said, "Well, it's it's um it's the ability for you to um, blog with radio, with audio an MP3 file." And and I said, "Well, what do you mean by that?" And he said, "Well, it's akin to radio." And I went, "Oh my, oh my gosh, it's internet radio." And when you look at the model of what radio is, it's, it's, it has so many uh, synergies, but it has so many things that are connected to the phenomenon today, binge listening, sub- subscribing, uh, yeah. cell phone access. You know, In other words, it's radio on demand on, in steroids available everywhere. So one of the reasons I'm here in Nashville is I am trying to bridge the gap between the music people that, you know, today more than ever are, uh, you know, you've got artists from uh, kids that play down on Broadway for people that don't know what Broadway is here in Nashville. It's where it's the honky tonks uh, near the grand uh, near the Ryman auditorium. It's a real famous district of Nashville and p- kids would come to this town in hopes to, you know, in hopes of becoming big someday. Well, they support themselves by playing in the honky tonks that's been taken away from them. But then you also yeah. got, Jason Aldean and Keith Urban sitting at home, too, because they can't play anywhere. Well, nobody uh, can
1: play anywhere. I, I talked to a major act that you would know that I'm, I'm not going to embarrass them. <laughs> but right. uh, one one gig in the last seven months. And these guys were on the road probably 250 dates a year and have been for 20 years. So gone. And it's not just the musicians, Mike. It's the guys doing the T-shirts, the guys doing the oh, pop. it's the part.
0: whole industry, yeah. The, Tour bus- I mean – Devastate
1: yeah. tour buses are are on the side of the road right now the mechanics the everything um all the behind the scenes guys like me who would do any kind of like advanced work for uh, getting the word out about a show yeah so uh, podcasting um i think this is the good thing about it is they're open to podcasting now because they've been forced to we've all got a lot of downtime and we're having to look at those things like video streaming like the drive-in shows we're gonna make it but it's it's a little rough i actually been quite surprised at how quick the industry has pivoted though because of Mm -hmm. what you just said the music industry didn't change for a hundred years ever since we were recording on this thomas edison cylinders right until probably napster it was about the same business we just put it on a truck give it to a store they would sell it and then it changed a little bit now it's changed a lot because we don't even have live anymore
0: Well, you know, the the thing that 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 I have been trying, you know, when I was uh, ill in the hospital five years ago, I laid in there and I had a prayer, David. I said, I'm not asking you why I'm here, sick, almost dying. I know why I'm here. I brought it on myself. But if I get better, my why is to help my brothers and sisters in music stop hating the Internet and understand that the (laughs) Internet's not the problem, that not learning to leverage it to your benefit. So now five years later, here comes COVID yeah. and, and my brothers and sisters in music, which some of them here, I'm going to introduce a couple of, them, I'm going to embarrass them, but, uh, but I want to, to share with, you know, I've got some music folks that are, that are buddies of mine and, and I, I have to credit you and, and other folks. It's all about, you know, coming here and building the relationships. This is a relationship town. Um, but, but at the end of the day, um, because I embraced the connectivity and the tools of the internet, you know, podcasting, stream yard, live streaming, uh, websites, they're just tools. Yeah. Amazon, uh, uh, Spotify, they're all tools. But if you don't leverage them in your behalf, you can't make money from them. And that's what I th- think has been missing is rather than leveraging them to the max. Um, uh, a lot of folks here, just the minute you say, I mean, I was in a meeting and I said the word Spotify and you'd have thought I'd said, uh, I, I want to kill your children. I mean, it was like, I was the enemy. I said, Hey, Hey, I'm just the reporter. Well,
1: you know, some people though, we look at this with anything. If you look at the, the energy business right now, let's say, all right, solar is the future. No, no, no. We need, we need oil. Right. I mean, but you, solar's getting cheaper. Solar doesn't pollute it. The world yeah. moves forward. Right. And, yeah podcasting, digital distribution is the same way, but you know what's the same, Mike, and you hit on this, it's that connection. When you listen right. to a podcast, people feel that they know you. And in that way, let's say you, you mentioned Keith Urban, he's off the road right now. He's got a great way to really reconnect with his fans, but also connect with them in a new way that he's never done, because they just know his music, they know his live stuff. You could have a very personal podcast. You have seen Keith Urban out? I've seen him out several times. Seem mm, this no, vegetarian restaurant that I go to. So imagine uh-huh. that. So maybe he goes to a vegetarian restaurant and he is talking with Nicole on the podcast and you get to know what he's doing during this time or know what he does in his off time. It's like, Oh, he's human. And if you've got that kind of connection, you can figure out a way to monetize it. Because you get people who yeah. are the super fans and they really want to meet you and they're gonna pay more for one. I mean, I can give you twenty things off, off the top that you can monetize like that. So
0: well, the, the, and I didn't want to get off, get off into it, but I've seen so many music people. For, let me introduce a couple of great music people, David. I don't know if you have. This is somebody that you need to interview someday. This is my dear friend, Wayne Moss. Wayne is part of the original A-team of Nashville. He is was barefoot. Jerry, he played with yeah. – I mean, there ain't nobody in the world Wayne hadn't played with, and Wayne's watching <laughs> this show. So, Wayne, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, you're my, my, good here. Friend, uh, my good friend Jonathan Bradford – uh, <laughs> I, know says, well, I, know, the- I know
1: Jonathan through Bill. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, Bill Jonathan's and John been, are, been are good yeah. buddies, and and my buddy down in Atlanta here's Ro- Roger Wiseman. He "You are a lone voice in the wilderness, Mike, but not anymore." Well, that's like, you know, I don't take no for an answer. No, let, no. no Mike,
1: Mike is the only guy. Mike is that crazy guy shouting that the world is going to end on Music Row, and that you all need to go to streaming. And, and yeah, he's been doing it for a long time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, you know I, I you know when you when you tell me I can't, you make me want to do it more and, <laughs> well, and but so, see
1: the, the, but, but real talk though Mike, here's one of the things that I, that I love about what you're doing is that you bre- you bridge that old school marketing things with audio such as jingles, right you're bringing all that to the table, but you also see what's happening now, and very few people have that breadth of knowledge. I talked about being on radio and having to cut up a tape. Right, new kids don't know what it's like to have your fingers chopped off from a blade, right? But you know even more than I do because I'm I'm, only, I'm 48. You've been around for probably 20 years before I was. Oh yes, yet yet I, you're, you're still progressive though, and that doesn't happen usually. I'm fighting it right now at 48. The the I'm like I'm get curmudgeonly. I'm no. Oh, this is the way we do it. You got to no. be careful about that, and that's where Music Row has been. So I think they've been a great lesson of of what not to do, but also any of us could do this way. You know, I well, prefer audio. I prefer audio only, Mike. I like to have sit here with a pad where I'm writing down everything that you're doing and I'm responding to it. Boom, boom, boom. You're like, nope, we're going to get on stream yard. I'm like, all right, Mike. All right. I got a 10 year old webcam. We'll do it. You know, you didn't want to
0: do it, but I I rolled I, I out of bed. I'll just put a shirt on. You know, <laughs> hey, in the comment session, aren't you glad to see David's smiling face? I want to get a couple of comments. What? here yeah we got people here. come on tell me you you you're loving here and da- David was worried about his room. he was worried about his lighting he was and I said, you know what yeah, lighting. For-
1: well i look, I go right outside here. My wife has a photography studio, yeah, and you talk about lighting. We got these things that look like satellite dishes, and they make anybody's uh, skin look perfect right, <laughs> right.
0: So- <laughs> no no pe- people are you know and and one of the one of my uh comments about making content is I have a mantra that says go live what we're doing. Yeah. Uh here's here Vicky says uh, uh here's from Jonathan David is quite intelligent. Absolutely. looking, giving this. <laughs> Look at this. liking the smiles and the sound phone. There you go. See I told you Thanks. my folks were going to love you, David. Well,
1: okay, so l- let me t- can we talk about the sound phone for a minute though? Because yeah, go you ahead. mentioned Ralex, hold on. to move I'll give you an example. Here's so here's a tile. This is for one of my pike Red. It's printed, but it's made out of. I don't know what they make this thing out of. It's compressed. This thing is so much better as far as the sound, but it doesn't necessarily like look as cool. I put that foam in just for when I. It, it's it's not as great, but it it adds to the illusion of uh, when people come in the. I call it the red room with me because the podcast is called Red. But people, are like, oh, it's got foam, but. um you know, it's more of a, a smoke and mirrors element.
0: Well, I'll tell you what we're gonna have. We're gonna take a little. Uh, uh, I have a sponsor, and now the way I make money with my podcast, and I want you to tell me specifically how people can do business with you. You know, how yeah. can you? You know, I don't. I, we have coaching services. We, uh, one I should have sent things- you
1: my video I just made. I, I'd have you run
0: it as a promo spot. It's on my well, Instagram feed. Can you pull it up? Uh, I can't put, if I had known, I would, I would, I would have put it in the system here. So you get me a link to it and we'll post the link. Um, All right. but anyway, one of the things that that I do as I have a commercial break, uh, you know, one of the things I learned at the Nashville podcasters is a lot of people think, okay, I'm going to start a podcast and then I'm going to get enough listeners to, I can sell advertising like yeah. they used to do in radio. Yeah. And, and now you don't do that, right?
1: Well, the radio show does, and when we come back from this break, this, this is how I'm going to tease it. This is my professional radio jock here. All right, Mike, that's a great question. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk about how to make money with advertising, having a specialized audience, as few as just a few hundred people. That's coming up. we got Mike Stewart, David Hooper here live on the StreamYard, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. We'll see you in two and two. I'll be a pull a Chuck Willary. <laughs> how <about> that? <laughs>
0: Dot Life Secrets. live, repurpose archive. Dot Life Secrets. Dot Life Secrets is here, and I am more excited about this training than any offer I have made in years content marketing is the way you build visitor traffic to your online business offers some say the only organic SEO left when you make the commitment to create a regularly scheduled live show repurpose that show as a YouTube video podcast on Apple and Spotify as a Facebook Instagram or LinkedIn post and transcribe that audio into text for articles and memes. it is the fastest easiest way to do content marketing and have audience engagement my course has three offers do-it-yourself Done for you and a financed cert term jingle bundle. I believe in this so much. I made the commitment to go live, repurpose, and archive myself. So go to dot com and you can start going live, repurpose, and archive yourself. Dot life Go live, repurpose, archive. Dot life secrets. Mike with the earworm. <laughs> What do I want people to remember, David Hooper? The the, do,
1: sure, domain or a uh, or a some a contact information. Let's just
0: say that because I know you got it. your phone number jingles too. Oh yeah, well we, we in, in pest control we do phone number jingles to to establish the memory of how to get in touch with them to do business and and of course I, this is what I'm doing. I'm going live. I will repurpose and archive this yeah. and. And, and so it's about quickness for me. Um, if I, I have so, so few, um, hours in the day because I'm, I guess I'm, uh, ADD. I got 40 things I'm interested in (laughs) and I want to be retired too. I I want to, I want to, you know, goof off. But, uh, but the, the, but at the end of the day, I do love having things to get up in the morning for, I love doing this you know, I thought I would dread doing these shows. I love having folks like you on it to talk about things. So you promised us something before the station break uh, that you're going to tell us about. So go for <laughs> it.
1: Yeah. So all right. So let's talk about advertising for a second, because a lot of people, when they're doing advertising, and I think this is a huge mistake, they do what they call CPM, and CPM is cost per, and then M is just a thousand, like millennial uh, millionaire. It's it's what is that Latin? I don't know. I'm not. It's Latin. I'm a Southerner, so we don't learn that kind of stuff. But M stands for thousand. So it's cost per thousand. So, oh, you can get $25 for every thousand downloads. That's not the way to do it. That's not the way to do it. Not when you're a podcast. That's great for broadcast radio. But let me tell you a story about my radio show. You mentioned Lightning 100 at the beginning. Um, Music business radio. So music business radio, every time that it airs in Nashville, 30,000 people listen to it. It airs twice. We've got 60,000 listeners per week, assuming nobody's listening to it twice because it's the same show. There's a replay on it. Who listens to music business radio? People like Mike Stewart, people who are musicians, people who are in the music industry. There's probably a few stragglers that come in. They're just curious about somebody that I'm talking to. Uh, Mike, we, we tried to get Mike in there, but COVID hit. and Now we're having to do everything digitally. Haven't done that, but it would be people like Mike that would be on that show. What is that worth for somebody like Sure Microphones or what is that worth for a CD manufacturer or what is that worth for a cartridge company or what is that worth for any kind of company that markets to musicians? And the answer is a lot more than cost per thousand. Cost per thousand is great if you've got something like, like pest control, for example, just a general kind of service that more or less everybody needs haircuts, butcher, baker, candlestick maker. But if you've got something really specific, you can charge a lot more because it's a very specific audience. And to take it back to the pest control stuff, what, what do you guys do on your pest control podcast? You've got something very specific for pest controllers and they're willing to pay a lot more for that than just like a general marketing course. You actually help these guys run their businesses. It's only for pest control. It's not for dentists, chiropractors, butcher, baker, candlestick maker. And because of that, they're going to pay more money for it, and, and that's how you guys are monetizing. So that that would be the big takeaway here is specialize. Don't worry that you're not hitting everybody. Worry about the people you are hitting, and then ch- you can charge more money for it because it's specialized for them.
0: Well, you know, that, that that's very true. I mean, the, the thing is, uh, if you're comparing yourself to radio, and this is one of the things I've been telling uh, a lot of the businesses – that That we help uh get into podcasting, you know build your niche audience and then you be the only sponsor that's what's working for us Just as as an example and i'll give the numbers this morning um we did a live pest control um uh broadcast uh w- about content creation for YouTube for pest control owners, and how my partner was fishing all weekend and didn't send an email to the list, so we only had six attendees live this morning, okay. which we didn't get upset about because it, it, we got That's a good sure. show out of it. But here's sure. what was interesting about that. Six people, one of the guys posted his email address and said, please call me today. I want to do it. The va- the value of one sale can be anywhere yeah. from five to $10,000 to us. Right. So, right. so uh, we, we don't, ha- I mean, when I tell you the numbers of pest control marketing podcast, uh, you're going to laugh. I mean, we're lucky if we well, get... Uh, I don't laugh. Million-
1: That's why I put you in the book because it was one of those unique situations where you got a guy not getting a lot of traffic but making more money than all the guys that are getting a lot of traffic.
0: Right. I mean, what we're doing is we have a what I call a digital back-end coaching, membership sites, um, uh, subscription sites. Now we're selling the SERP term jingles. Uh, you know, I'm making more money selling jingles to pest control agencies than most songwriters that, that don't yeah. have big... I'm, you know, I'm not talking about the. Well, you're song also album.
1: keeping these musicians employed as well, because I, I know right. you, you, hire, you hire these guys out, and and that's the reality of the music industry. It's not all glamorous. Sometimes
0: you're singing jingles. You know, uh, you you've got to do whatever you can to be able to to um, to keep bread on the table. So anyway, so what is what does David Hooper want these folks to know from this day forward to get in touch with you? can what kind of business would you like to do with with my audience? So.
1: I've got a book. It's called Big Podcast. You can see how big it is. It took about five years to write. You can imagine the audio book took a long time to read. And right now, Mike, you actually helped me set this up. I'll give you the phone number. If you want to call this phone number, there's an opportunity for you to get the audio book for free. It's 615-488-4321. I'll send you a text link. You can get this audio book for free. It's live a life of luxury. This is me reading the book to you. It's over 10 hours long. So if you like what I said here and you want to hear me, like, I want you to think about it right now. So it's almost, uh, what is it? 10, uh, about 1040 right now, AM Central Time. At 840, I will still be reading this book if you get it and you hit play right now. That's a lot. And there's some good stuff, as Mike said in there, it's free to you with an audible trial. So 488-4321, area code 615. I'll get you that info and uh, more coming. But yeah, man, I mean, if it's going to help you out, I, I'm just here. Uh, well, but but t- you know, t- I mean, tell I'll, me I'll someone... plug it. I'm not really looking. You know, if you want to, if you've got a podcast, go to bigpodcast.com. I'll, I'll see if I can do something for you.
0: Well, the, the main thing is, is is that what it boils down to is my podcast. Your podcast is to what we used to call in blogging. You're building authority, trust, a no like trust factor. Yeah. And and then yep. then you do you know you do have businesses and services that that put bread on the table. Right? right? Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? you want to t- give me the URLs of any of those? Or would you um, like to hear your book first and then look them up?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, really, so I've got a, a company, a, a podcast agency called Voxphonic. So if you go to voxphonic.com, V-O-X-P-H-O-N-I-C, and that's more for like companies of people in the entertainment industry. So if you had like a record label and you wanted to put some of your stuff online and uh, connect with an audience in a different way, that is going to be an opportunity for you through Voxphonic. But – if you're just an individual and you want to build something for just a, a solo type business, if you want to spread a message, maybe you've got a religious or political philosophy, you say I want to get the get that message out. That one is, is at bigpodcast.com and I've got some stuff there and I, I mentioned uh, bigpodcast.com/subscribe has a bunch of uh, just free stuff, free podcasts that you can get for being a better solo podcaster, being a better interviewer, jump starting your podcast if it's slow. I've got five or six options there for you at bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. And, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll see it. I mean, I'm like Mike. I've got a lot of stuff. We've been around for a long time, and a lot of it's for free. So if you like that, then you know, then come to me.
0: Well, you know what's crazy? I try to keep the show to half an hour, and here we are at 41 minutes, and we got well, some good Well, you knew players.
1: that. I told my wife. I said, I'm getting ready to go in the booth. She said, how long is it going to be? I said, it's Mike Stewart. Could be 5 p.m.
0: <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Do it. Well, here, here's my good buddy Carlin Bunning, and he has a great question for you, David. Um, can you read the question there, David? Do you see it? Uh, this model. I can read it to you. What, uh, some, so, how, how how did I grow into it? What's the question? It says, Brody. can you just say how you uh, the business model that brought you the most success with podcasting? Maybe maybe you can summarize. You know, um, I mean, there was a, there was a point that you were an <clears> online marketer with your music business uh, websites, and I remember you used to have an event here. I came to one yeah. of your events. And there was God, I don't remember how many people were at this It was, it was huge. the second largest
1: music conference in the country. So, yeah, and we had um, 22 clubs. We showcased about 400 bands every year. and We had probably I don't know 2500, 3500 people there during the day. Um. Yeah. Okay. So the best business model is this. And this is why I actually went into radio because I had that big event. If you can imagine, Mike, you were there for one of those years and saw how it's crazy work. Can you imagine showcasing like 350 or 400 acts every year? you got stage plots, you got 22 clubs, you got five nights. Completely crazy. And to organize that, we had to work 51 weeks out of the year. We do the event one week. We would tell ourselves we would never do it again. But we'd show up Monday and be like, all right, let's get ready for the next year. But so stressful. I had a woman, she was working for me. She's probably, we're all in our late 20s, early 30s at times. Let's say she was 28. Her hair was falling out. She was so stressed out that it was so much work. And I said, all right, I've got this background in radio that I had in the 90s. I did radio in college and I did radio post-college. I'm going to start this syndicated radio show. So I went to the local station, Lightning 100, and we uh, worked out a deal, the partner between my company and them. It goes all through Nashville. At the time, we had it on all sorts of stations. Then podcasting came out and we focused on on just podcasting. That ended up being bigger than the broadcast audience. But what that did is that took me from a local guy or known just in the industry and it made it national. So if, if I had to say the biggest success as far as like podcasting specifically goes, it's the fact that I'm known by a lot of people. They can hear me. As Mike said, they know you, like you, trust you. I'm going to add that dan kennedy one that he talks about they agree with you agree with you then they really like you then i added things like books later on that takes maybe a little bit more work or maybe it's less work for you if you're better at writing than you are speaking and because of that this gets back to what mike and i had said with uh cpm and, and, and being specialized when you're the guy and when people feel like they know you, they want to work with you because they know how you work, and you you're able to charge a little bit more than you would have otherwise. So, does that answer yeah. the question? if We can get a, yeah. a response.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll get a response here. Uh, but I, the, you and I are doing similar things. You're building relationships in in the area of expertise of your passion. I mean, you 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 love being around the music business. You love musicians. You interview. Yeah, a I mean, I was a,
1: I was a musician. That's kind of how I ended up there. Just like you ended up with internet audio guy you were you had a studio and yeah. the internet was coming up and it just i think you bring what you have to the table and you build upon it that's the foundation and that's what makes you unique you add your personality to it that makes you even more unique and that specialized knowledge the personality the foundation that's one of the reasons that i've done well with the podcasting space especially in the entertainment industry because i was a musician i've got a degree in music and i can talk to these people i'm also a native Nashvilleian, right so if yeah. I go down to Music Row, I don't know. You just give people like a nod. It's like, yeah, yeah, I got it. You're native. You know, when, you, when you're when you showing up on the home team and you're, we say dance with the one that brung you, um, I tried to get out of music, as you know, Mike. Like mm-hmm. I said, I just sold musicmarketing.com yesterday, literally. And uh, I'm still in it. I can't, I mean, this is what we do.
0: Hey, yeah. Well, you know, and I, I left uh, Georgia and grandchildren and children, and uh, and 40 years of being in Georgia because I want to be around music people like you and my yeah. like friends I'm making. And it's just, it's just, it's a process. And, you know, you, you have had a 44 year head start on me <laughs> and, uh, and I, 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 but I'm, I'm loving yeah. it. And, and yeah. that's why, but I do have internet relationships and that's what's, what's, uh, what's working here Well, Tom. This is an audio guy out in Oregon who's a good customer and a good friend. He he buys music from me. He said he just ordered your book on Kindle. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Thank uh, he, you. He wants to know what kind of microphone you're talking in because he could. I know he's an audio guy and he knows that mic. <laughs> good.
1: This is a um, Audio Technica BP40. So this is their version of a broadcast mic, like an re 20 by Electro Voice or the uh, 7B by Shure. This is the Audio Technica version. I, I was loyal to Audio Technica. Um, ever since I was a teenager, we were using their mics and I feel like they've been good. And I bought it sight unseen and non-tested. I think I'm the only guy using it, <laughs> but I'm glad you think it sounds good, but it's going into a, a, DBX, uh mic preamp processor, which I guess has compression. And I don't know. I don't know much about the tech, but a DBX 286s. Uh a lot of people know that.
0: Yeah. That yeah.
1: Yeah. Gear. And and yeah, that and, and, fo- and a focusrite by the way a focusrite third gen. Oh, uh, that's okay. How it's connected to the computer?
0: Yeah. Uh, are you Mac or PC?
1: Uh, I'm a Mac guy, but this is a PC. This is a Dell laptop that's ten years old that they just sent me for free because they wanted me to talk about it. So uh-huh. here I am talking about it, finally making oh. good on my promise.
0: <laughs> well, better late than ever. <laughs> yeah, I, you can
1: see it's old. Whoa, you can see it's yeah, you can see it's really old. All right, but, all but right. I, I don't have anything on it.
0: Our good buddy, Jonathan Bradford, Bill Como's uh, cohort in crime. Uh, you need to check out uh, uh, his uh, Shipwrecked Souls, The Shipwrecked Souls. Uh, I wish those guys would continue their podcast. I'm shaming them here publicly. Uh, do I spend time with sync licensing or podcasting? What is, uh, I don't know what he means by that. He may need to uh, I, can t-
1: I can talk to you about it. All right, so Jonathan, I know Shipwrecked Souls. And, and can we talk about that for a second, Mike? Because Shipwrecked Souls, it's like a, it's like a, am you know how there's audio dramas it's like a musical so it's like an audio drama but it brings in music it's not just acting and sound effects and things of that nature I think that's going to be I think it's way ahead of its time and it I think is we're going to see, start to see more of that he's talking about sync licensing I think the question about Jonathan has is if he's composing music should he go for film and television or should he I don't know if he's talking about licensing music to podcasting or just doing his own podcasting Uh, I I think you could do both. I think Jonathan has an interesting worldview and I think there's an opportunity for him to put that out there talking on a podcast, but it's also an opportunity since he owns the music to use that music within the podcast. Yeah. And, uh, but licensing, it's really kind of hard. I was in film and TV licensing as well. We did a lot of licensing in my company and man, it's hard to beat those big checks that just come in at one chunk from like a big company. You know, when somebody uses your stuff in a film or in a commercial, yeah. I don't know if I would. If you have that opportunity to do that, I would 100% do it. And right now, there's so much more content being used or being created. You think about like Amazon has their own network, um, Netflix is doing their own stuff. There's Apple, all these, well, yeah, HBO, HBO Max, all that stuff needs music. So I think if you've got the music skill and you like doing that, I would, I would keep in licensing, uh, but do both, but do a podcast, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, it, 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 all goes back to building the relationships. It, it, you got to have a decision maker. know you like, you trust you. And, and, um, and that's one of the, you know, I mean, every, every great composer that I've talked to in Nashville and pretty much anywhere in the world, it's like, you know, I want, I want to get, you know, like we almost got Pac-Man fever in stranger things. You know, we yeah. came, this, we came this close to getting it in stranger things, which would have been a nice paycheck. Oh, yeah. Um, we did get it in other TV shows. And the reason people can find us is because we're you know, we everywhere on the internet. You can't type in the song or the artist and not find something about us.
1: Well, and, and it's 100%. This has been my experience. There's so much volume with the amount of music coming out of even just Nashville, if you think about it. I know a lot of guys that we've had them on the radio. They're bigger into licensing than I ever was. And I always ask them, I say, how did you get that deal? Well, I was in a yoga class with the music supervisor from blank and we were doing downward dog and that's how I met her. And <laughs> she said, do I any music? I'm looking for this kind of song. And it, it is really about knowing people. They're guys, these, these old old school uh, song pluggers that I used to see everywhere I would go. I go into a whole foods. I see that guy there. I go into a Kroger. I see that guy there. I'm at the gym. I see that guy there. They were literally everywhere working those relationships and it, uh, it can be shortcutted maybe by podcasting. Certainly, if uh, like you just show up every week, I guess, Mike, and somebody scrolling through Facebook and sees you. They start to see you every week. They start to know you.
0: Yeah. Well, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it goes back to the, uh, you know, I don't know how big a fan you are of Gary V, but, and I, there's lots of things I don't like about Gary, but I do agree with him. You want to have his? that discussion? Go ahead. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, uh no, I mean Gary yeah. says be everywhere and and, and make pillar yeah. content, micro content. And and I don't see people doing it, and I know how to do it, so therefore I'm making myself do it, not expecting any immediate results. I mean, I think one of the problems with podcasting or any content marketing strategy, people do one or two and quit. And yeah. you know, I, made a, I made a commitment to never stop no matter what happens. Yeah, and, and what you find is that, it, you know, when I get this show done, I've already thinking about what I'm going to do the next show. It makes me at least think about it and continue to try to mix up. And ne- then I am populating the Internet with content that you never know when somebody will find it. So, that's- well,
1: well, here's the thing. that I think that people I don't agree with Gary Vee on this. And I think people people think, oh, more is better. Not necessarily. Because if you've got something like this right here, it took four and a half, this took four and a half years. This is not 70 pieces of content a day, but how long is this going to last and what kind of impact is this going to have? And when I walk into, you want to know about getting business. When I walk into your office and i slap this thing down on your desk and say, I wrote the book on podcasting, literally, who are they going to hire? They're not going to hire you off of a short Instagram clip, or they're not going to hire you off of a video that you made on youtube not unless that video is huge and we've seen it like everybody's seen it like one of those huge viral videos maybe they might think they yeah. can they can uh, lightning will strike twice but no i mean we, we all know about viral videos at this point in that they are very hard to recreate if we knew it's like a hit band you know we kind of think we know and we can put some things together but there's no guarantee uh i, I think it's a balance i think you do have to show up weekly or monthly or whatever your your thing is, I think you do have to show up consistently, but not necessarily seventy pieces a day. Then you're just like a, a technician. Yeah, and I, you are not I,
0: a technician. You're an artist. I totally agree with that, and and I agree. Uh, I actually had a interview I did recently where a guy said everybody needs a good book. In fact, uh, if you want to see what we do in pest control, we we have a free book called How to Grow a Pest Control dot com. And that book has brought more people to our podcast, which has converted more people into money than anything we've ever done. So I agree. And and when I looked at your book and I went, oh, my God, this guy worked himself to the bone to get this thing done. And, you know, and so. That, know, but people- that's not even
1: all of it. That's the edited version. This is 78,000 words. I think that's the, ty- the uh
0: It was 120,000. I took. Oh. <laughs> that's with an edit. <laughs> well, you, you see, what I love about you, David, is that you are a detail kind of guy. And yeah. I, I respect that. And, I, and I'm never critical of it. I'm just saying, uh, you know, you say tomato, I say tomato. But at the end of the day, are we both doing what we love and are we both? And the reason I wanted you here today is you are probably the, one of the most successful podcasters I've ever met. And that's why I wanted to have you on uh, MikeStewart.Live today.
1: Well, I would let me let's end it with this then, Mike. If, if you're if you're closing it out, that what is success? Is success the biggest audience? No, I don't have the biggest audience. It's just like the pest control podcast doesn't have the biggest audience. But if you have the right audience and you're the right host for them, there is a way for you. You could do it with a thousand people. You've seen the the thousand true fans or ten thousand true fans. We've all seen that article by now. Podcasting is a great way to do that. You don't have to be a household name to do well. But that, that's where you come in, Mike. You come in with that, helping people with that back end.
0: Yeah. 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 And, uh, and so I appreciate you. I, the only reason I'm bringing this to an end, we could go another hour. And I, and I can't believe how long people have stuck with Part this. So thank you. Thank you so much. Um, you know, people are saying they're buying the Kindle. And, thank and, you. Uh, and, uh, and, and of course, yeah, thank uh, you. I will, uh, Please, guys, share this video. This was a great show, David. I need to have you back. I need to maybe uh, probably sit down and get some specific more questions. Because, But I, I think that if folks will go to that big BigPodcast.com, go get your uh, book, Big Podcast. I mean, just do all these things, guys. It is all about Internet audio and video marketing. That's what my passion is and music. And David is all of those things. And, and, uh, you know, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you know, you're my neighbor now. So that's
1: awesome. <laughs> 15 miles away. just
0: <laughs> And one of these days we'll be able to to feel comfortably getting together in the same room. Let's hope so. Yeah. This is a, really one of the
1: most dangerous places you can be in, like, is in a small booth with people. I'm really thankful for the internet and a lot of the skills that I learned from you because we've pivoted really quickly on the radio show. Uh, things oh, like clean feed or this, but yeah, it's, uh, thank God. Cause that would have just cut the thing off at the
0: knees, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean you know uh because we knew how to be virtual, um uh, you know, I didn't miss a beat, you know in fact I, I you know i i i feel bad for the people that are suffering, and uh you know restaurants and and touring musicians, but sure, but because sure. I was uh virtual um my business has just been crazy all through cover yeah. and
1: yeah. and
0: and I want that for everybody with an opportunity to- here. Pardon me,
1: there's an opportunity.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, they they always said when a door closes, others open, and and uh, you can either choose to learn to go through them, or you can choose to uh, fight them and ignore them and try to make it back. You know, I just wish it was the way it used to be. Well, you know, we could we you wish all you want. What we yeah. you deal with the cards were dealt. And David, you yeah. have been an amazing. You know, I thought I was going to give the award to Armin Morn as the best guest. But you now get the best guess for... Arm, arm is pretty good. <laughs> arm is good at, at other things. But uh, will you come back if I have... <laughs> yeah, we'll do it again. We'll do it again, Mike. Yeah. I don't want you to get a better webcam. I like that webcam. No, like this... It.
1: Well, you know what? This is... This, this. All right, this is the way to end its It doesn't have to be perfect. Sometimes that grit, that, that little grime on it, it's like Memphis versus Nashville. I love Memphis. I lived down there for five, six years. And the difference between... between memphis and nashville to me is nashville tries to put on this facade and we've got this tourist put on a cowboy hat and boots and hey everybody memphis is what it is and i love (laughs) that grit you know yeah and that's uh that's what we have here and that's i think podcasting versus radio it doesn't have to be polished but you know that's not an excuse to be sloppy you got to be skillful about the 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 grit
0: well i hope everybody enjoyed this this uh version subscribe to me on Apple, Spotify. Be sure to uh, check me out now. Did you know we're all on Alexa because of Amazon music? You don't even have to do anything anymore. Uh, did You heard that. Um, uh, uh, they just, they brought all the podcast feeds that, you know, I got an email said, Hey, do you want to be in Amazon music and audible? And I said, sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I tested my Alexa the other day. It doesn't have to use an, uh, any special thing. It just comes up. So yeah. uh, guys, Subscribe, listen, go live, repurpose, archive, and David Hooper, thank you so much, buddy. We'll see you next time.
1: Thank you, Mike.